just a bunch of witty bitches. It's my papa. Hey, I'm quick. You have a quick. We'll put that for quick. It's just cadals. Pero pepo. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Witty Banter, episode number 84. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams, joined by Hunter Turbo Boost Dorset. What's up? How's it going, peeps? And Max Banana Peel Scott. I love bananas, so I'll take that one for sure. I wonder, I'm and wondering I'm slippery, where, where you know? he's getting these from. Turbo Boost just reminds me of Diddy Kong Racing. When you go over the arrows... And you yeah. and you press A at the right time, and you get the green flame. Uh-huh. I have to call you guys out this early in the podcast, but aren't you two like avid Diddy Kong over Mario Kart? Yes, I am. I don't know about you Chase. Was. Chase is probably I think, in the I think, middle. I, no, no. It, oh, I mean, I think Diddy <laughs> no, Kong no, is a no, superior no. game. Oh, you think Diddy Kong is a superior game? Team, oh yeah, Team Diddy. Kong. I don't know about that, but to each their own. Even if they are wrong, so we're definitely a minority in that thought. I think. I guess that's I've why had a I'm few banana people, peel. I get it. I've I'm had banana a, peel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Look, yes. No, you go. Max is the banana <laughs> peel. Yeah. The Mario Kart Hunter, the Turbo Boost. Oh, so that's what it was. Yeah. You cracked the code. Oh, man. <laughs> Who figured it out? Your subconscious came through. That was great. Yeah, but we, I was going to say, I've had people recently pop up in my Twitter feed being like, yo, am I the only one who thinks that Diddy Kong Racing is like secretly the best? And I'm, Guys, you are not alone. <laughs> I don't think we are finding solidarity. I don't know. About I wish somebody that. would be like, "Am I the only one that thinks that Wendy's is a better restaurant than Burger King?" <laughs> Nobody's ever gonna think. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and we would just say, "Hunter, get off the forum." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, Witty Banter is a beer reviewing podcast, and today we are reviewing a beer that the other two are gonna have to introduce because I don't have one tonight. You guys mm. have to take over the beer reviewing mantle. Okay. Well, I want to hear good tasting notes. I want to hear about where you want to be when you drink it. I want all the goodies, <laughs> want all guys. The good oh, well. I want you to feel like you're drinking the beer with us, too. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll let Max give us some beginners because he bought the beer. Yes. I, f- I found the beer. And um, if you can't tell by my voice, I'm a pinch uh, under the weather uh, right now. I'm a little sick. So <laughs> This is uh, Robo. Get away. Get away. Get away. Um, <laughs> So when I was browsing the, the beer section, I found a kombucha ale that is also infused with a little bit of ginger. And this is by Unity Vibration, uh, the that Triple Goddess really Kombucha cool. Ale, American Wild Ale with yep. ginger. And yeah, it's, it's, I think the, it's like a series called the Triple Goddess series. Mm-hmm. Um, not just one, not just two, triple the goddess. All three goddesses <laughs> showed up to the party. Uh and yeah, they have different. They, I, I guess like through just the brief research I was doing, they have uh, some some different stuff, and we've settled on the ginger, which Chase has already aforementioned before the show that he has a strong distaste towards ginger. I kind of like it. I like I it. I like ginger too. I'm, it's a I'm nice a palate cleanser. Yeah, it's you know? good for you. It's uh, it's good for you. So okay, I didn't get that. I can just tell, like when it's chopped up and it's in food. That shit's too strong, man. Ginger, <laughs> ginger doesn't let other foods have the spotlight. It's way too bullish. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a little more. It is Unity Vibration is a uh, Michigan-based brewery, and the Triple Goddess Ginger American Wild Ale is eight percent alcohol by volume. So definitely not a uh, not a light. Variety and I and I think actually on the back it has a little bit of description on the back. It says 
The ancient art of kombucha brewing is thousands of years old. Unity Vibration has combined this age-old tradition with a uniquely American brewing process and tasting experience. <laughs> a sour and distinctive uh, gluten-free ale that is full of character and flavor. It also remarks <laughs> it's open-air fermented, oak-barrel-aged, bottle-conditioned, unpasteurized, fucking awesome. and unfiltered. So, like, A part of me wants to make fun of it because you guys literally bought a fucking hippie beer, but that beer sounds... <laughs> That beer sounds really, really interesting, man. It Bottle does, conditioned, yeah. and sour, like all that stuff. It sounds really cool. It does go out of its way to let you know that it is both gluten-free, raw, and vegan. So, yeah. Are there well. beers that aren't vegan? Yeah, I was gonna say that seems like that's a little bit. Um. Anyways, so we what do you mean? No, of, wait. Like milk vegan and stuff. Okay, yeah. Never mind. I'm thinking about gluten. I'm just wondering, yeah. like, what <laughs> animal products are gonna go into a outside of like a dairy, beer. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a milk stout wouldn't be vegan, but I mean, but that's definitely just lactate like sugar. Yeah, it's just yeah. pure speculation. Um, so we both poured it up, yeah. and it looks like lemonade. It looks like oh, a uh, wow, like a like a peachy. sunny bee in there. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> as we mentioned, it's uh, it's not filtered and it's unpasteurized. You can so tell. You can't, yeah, you, you got cloudy times with goddess. Yeah, um, all three of the goddesses are visible. We got a lot of bubbly activity. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Crispy. no head on it. Nothing. Um, I guess even with my shitty nose, I guess I'm going to have to take the lead on that one this time. Because <laughs> you're sick, man. Oh, yeah. I can't smell anything right now. Um, I'd imagine that, that it's probably really carbonated smells. with it being uh, bottle conditioned. Yeah. It, it is. like fruit. And um, so I just, I just took my first sip. And it's, it's not that far off from the lemonade variety because it has tartness. And, and and also a hint of sweetness, um, and it while it's carbonated, it's not carbonated in the way that like Coca Cola is carbonated. It's just like a lot of activity going on, but not like poppy, bubbly carbonation. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> even though it's even though it's unfiltered and unpasteurized, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of like sediment floating around, so it actually was like fairly smooth. Um, as far as my first sips, what what do you got on it, man? Um, it's got yeah, a nice little like mysterious sparkle to it. Um, mm-hmm. As I was Ooh. drinking it, it definitely massaged my throat on the way down. That was pleasant and nice. Sounds hot. Uh, very, yeah, <laughs> a lot of citrus flavor and taste in there. Um, it's like almost a lot. It's like more kombucha than it is beer to me. Which I know you said you were unfamiliar with kombucha. Yeah. Do do you, either of y'all have like good descriptors of kombucha in any way, shape, or form? Uh, the only thing that comes to mind is hippie. What? <laughs> I drink kombuchas. I mean, not like regularly, but Case enough to be yeah accustomed <laughs> to them. And it definitely tastes more. It tastes like an alcoholic, more alcoholic kombucha than like a beer that is a little bit of kombucha flavor to it. Is kombucha uh, normally an alcoholic beverage or not? Well, it's fermented, so there's okay. like a warning on there that says like if you're pregnant or if you like are allergic to alcohol, then don't drink it. But yeah. by no means can you like chug kombuchas and get any sort of buzz <laughs> okay. from them. All right. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely got... Um, at first, it feels like you just feel like you're getting a lot of like... <laughs> flowery citrusy just kind of like pop out at you feel but there is a little bit of complexity i think 
So I don't know. Uh, what what are you laughing at? <laughs> Max looks like he just caught a fart in his mouth or something, dude. I don't know <laughs> dude. what the fuck's going on over there. It's just yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of things going on, man. And the flavor. I mean, it's just I would never chug a kombucha, but then like when I take big su- like sips out of this, I'm just like, oh, oh god. Yeah, I, well, it's, it's this a is not a, a chugging. This beer, is I not a think. beer you can chug, man. By by any, re- it's almost like a reminds me of like a punch. Where yeah, does that one come is. up on the chuggo meter? It's, it's a solid three. <laughs> yeah. This is a one on the chuggo meter. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should absolutely start implementing things like a chuggo meter. Yeah, a chuggo meter. <laughs> well, that was when we did a shitty banter. Meter. We uh, we rated them on their chuggability. That, that was, was one of the factors. I think we should bring that back. That shouldn't just be for shitty beers. Why not? Yeah. I know. <laughs> so far, a one on the chuggo meter, but. <laughs> A ten on like complexity and other stuff. It, it 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 definitely has a lot of things going on, and I'm I'm one I, I'm not sure if it's going to. It doesn't seem like it's gonna like mellow out as it ages, but um. Yeah. But yeah, uh, first first notes. Yeah, it's just it's tart and it has some sweetness. It has I guess it, the, whatever the kombucha is, it's very present. I, I I think I know what you're saying. That particular taste is even if yeah. I don't know what kombucha kombucha is. Yeah. Um, but it's it's good and it's uh, you know it, it'll be fun to see, watch this one open up. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, gentlemen, take my hand and follow me into the news. We're this here. This is witty banter. I liked where you're going at the beginning of that one. Yeah, I took a weird left turn. Yeah. <laughs> I like left turns. All right. Uh, we got a, we got a few news stories. Okay. First one comes from Kotaku, and it reads: FBI says alleged hackers used FIFA to steal millions from EA. The story reads: The FBI believes that a group of hackers made millions off a scam to defraud the publisher Electronic Arts, and today the government is going to court to try to take them down. This morning in Texas, defendant Anthony Clark will go on trial for conspiracy to commit wire fraud after allegedly working with three other hackers to mine FIFA coins from EA's servers, then sell those coins to quote-unquote black market dealers in Europe and China. The FBI alleges that Clark and his co-defendants made between 15 and $18 million off of this scheme. Hunter is already in total to disbelief. $18 million? <laughs> In FIFA coins? In black market FIFA coins. That's just the, uh, that's just the underground FIFA coins <laughs> yeah. that are being sold. This is a billion dollar industry. It oh really my is, God. Uh, million, million. Oh, I man. mean like all together. Um, is that is that kind of where, where you're going to take it? Is, that, or is there more to be said about this? Yeah, it, it says FIFA coins are the controversial in-game currency of EA's popular soccer series used to buy player packs within FIFA games. You can earn FIFA coins either by playing matches or spending real money to buy them in-game. Um, according okay. to an unsealed FBI document, Clark and his, and his co-defendants uh, allegedly built a tool that would send false signals to EA's servers to spoof matches, generating these coins at a rapid rate. And the FBI alleges that Clark and crew then sold the coins to third-party sellers, earning millions of dollars. This just blows my fucking mind that these fucking in-game currencies have such an actual value that they're be- becoming almost currency in themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know? no. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think I'm completely whiffing on the main point of the story. Yeah. The well, things fuck. the things that stuck out to me was why is the FBI give a fuck about what's going on with EA? Right? It's the FBI, right? Like Yeah. Why why wouldn't EA just be doing their own investigation and legal pursuits or whatever? Well, I don't understand why the government goes into it. Maybe I'm just missing something completely there. Well, I think I think the FBI just like will can choose like any case like case or investigation if they want to. Like, really? I don't I don't really fuck. I don't know. But and then that there is black market FIFA going ons blows yeah. my mind. Like the underground for, yeah. FIFA world is a dangerous <laughs> one. I'm a third party FIFA coin dealer. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit of a bad boy. And I, I think it just highlights for me, like, we've, we've mentioned it before, that apparently, like, the majority of goings-on on the internet is this black market, dark part of the internet, and it just blows my mind, because I have no understanding of how people access that, or why it's so prevalent. It's not like it's just, like, a, a small, dark corner. Apparently, that's, like, yeah, the majority of the internet. It is the internet, internet. yeah. yeah. It blows my mind, man. <laughs> But 15, so, yeah. 18 million, nothing to sneeze at. Fucking $15 million. I'm, I'm just wondering if that's like, they're probably pissed off about the principal, but it's probably not like, they're not, they're definitely, it's not the same thing as like Samsung's phones blowing up. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not in, incurring the same sort of loss. Yeah. Yeah. And it says that in 2015, leading up to this, they seized, um, Two million dollars from their bank accounts and several luxury cars, including Lamborghinis. So these guys have just been fucking balling it up these past <laughs> few years on FIFA coins. That's crazy, man. I feel like the second I made my first million dollars on FIFA coins, I'd be like, let's I'd just call it quits. Call it, yeah. I'm gonna fucking call it right now because this is not real money. But then you get FIFA greedy. <laughs> yeah, you get FIFA greed. <laughs> that underground lifestyle just you know grabs a hold of you. It is, I mean, it is, I think it's interesting how, you know, not legitimate, like, unregulated currencies through social capital, and so, like, just value of people being on board with whatever the, the, the activity is, like, like video games, where you have World of Warcraft, and people are literally making a living off of, like, building up characters and selling them off and stuff, I mean, that's just... Yeah. It's 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 crazy that you can just generate value through that where it's not really a regulated sort of like channel that you can just be like okay well there's this arbitrary thing that we're going to say is an in-game feature and if people get on board enough and there's enough network effect then like it actually generates real value in real ways where people become multimillionaires I mean dude I literally have to take 3D assets for our game that are going to be sold for real money and like price these things. <laughs> and it's just like, and he's like, yeah, you want to take the first shot of pricing? It's like, I have no fucking clue. Like, <laughs> it's a shirt, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, you- I just think there's a lot to, uh, going into what you're saying because with some of these free to play games, they actually have full on economists. Well, they will hire an economist to come in and actually look at the health of the in-game economy. Wow. And, like, that shit will be important uh, to the success of the game. In fact, there's this one game, I believe it's called Dust 514, where they, where they hired an economist to, like, literally write a book, like a market report of 
that game's in-game economy. <laughs> because it, cause the more they knew about it, the more they could, you know, they needed that information, apparently. I mean, what's the difference between that and the pieces of paper that we call money, you know? Somebody, somebody gave it value. Somebody said that if you give me enough of this, I'll give you more of that. And I think the kombucha is finally starting to get to you. It's getting to my head. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it's true, though. I mean, it, it, it's credence to the idea that, you know, people talk about the economy and all this stuff. Like, it's like this concrete idea. And it, it is literally just an idea. It's, it's, it is a virtual <laughs> it is a virtual space that we like to work within. And now there are sub-virtual spaces that are working within that. Yeah. Anyway, I saw that headline and I just I couldn't resist. Okay, this next one comes from the Wall Street Journal. Nice, Hunter. We're gonna need your business spectacles for this one. Okay, I got you. I know you're. I know you're not in the mood for numbers, but oh, I'm always turn it back in. Turn it back on for just a second. All right, here's the headline: Snapchat parent working on IPO, valuing firm at twenty-five billion dollars or more. Okay. It reads, Snap Inc. is working on an initial public offering that could value the fast-growing virtual messaging company at $25 billion or more, making it one of the highest-profile share debuts in years and possibly signaling a turnaround in the new issue market. The company, formerly known as Snapchat, is preparing the paperwork for an IPO with a view towards selling the shares as early as late March, according to several people familiar with the matter. There is no guarantee the four-year-old Venice, California company will proceed with a share sale in that time frame, and there's no guarantee it will achieve a valuation of $25 billion or more. If Snap, best known for allowing users to send disappearing messages from their smartphones, moves forward as planned, it would be the biggest company to go public on a U.S. exchange since 2014. That is when Chinese e-commerce company Alibaba Group Holding Limited, yep. is that what it is, LTD? Uh, Alibaba? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, limited, L- whatever. LTD made its debut at $168 billion valuation. <laughs> so yeah, kind of uh, tying it into one of the very first news stories we did on Witty Banter. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. So I will first say I think that there is a normal market expectation around IPOs. People hear the word IPO, they get super stoked about it, and it usually leads to overvaluations, which means that whenever they go public, it's going to go, it's going to be overvalued at the stop at the top uh, at the start of its uh, you know initial public offering. And then it drops in value significantly, like right after, because then people start realizing, like, okay, this is the real value, and it's sort of like a, a it's a un, an overreaction again, and then it kind of levels out. So, twenty five billion is probably high. <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, is like I really don't know a whole lot about how business models for big tech companies like that actually are like the strategy behind their business model. Like I'm guessing ads are probably their biggest source of revenue, right? Well, so this is, this is almost why I wanted to bring it up is like, I just, I just, I find that an app on your phone could be worth as a company, $25 billion. I find that totally absurd. And I, I don't use, do you guys use Snapchat? Nope. Yeah. I mean, definitely not foremost, but from time to time, yeah. Do they do they feed you ads? 
Uh, they have. Is there like a free version and a paid version, or is it just all the same? Uh, I think there is paid beneficial upgraded status that you can get to or whatever, like okay. more more features. But um, like they have lots of stuff where you can kind of peer into like news through snaps. And yeah. so they'll the cover discover. like a certain story. Yeah, discover. And they'll kind of feed ads into that. Um, mm. And so, so it's actually not as common as ads like on YouTube and stuff when you're scrolling through there, but I'm yeah, sure it's on fucking its, seconds. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it's on its way. Um, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me that much, man. I mean, considering how the average person with a cell phone, I mean, we have more people with cell phones than drinking water in the world now. And apps are the biggest driver in cell phone activity. And so it's in everybody's hand and everybody has access and there's an incredible social capital behind it. So I, I, for me, it's not so much that the number surprises me is that I just think it's a gross. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think that value exists there. It, it, like hear me out. And I'm, I'm thinking out loud here as well. Right. When we talked about um, ads on the internet, a few episodes ago mm-hmm. and how like all it was do all these web pages are doing are like creating themselves and inflating trying to get clicks so they can get ad revenue and it's just like almost feedback loop right yes i and and then you were kind of talking about how some companies are at this point in time everyone has to have like an advertising budget like everyone's super focused on advertising right and i think what snapchat is offering is if you're on the Discover page or if you're a popular Snapchat uh, account, you have the potential of putting yourself or your brand in front of millions and millions of people, right? Essentially, Snapchat is an advertising platform for your company or yourself if you're good enough at building an audience, yes, right? Yes, And I think this is just showing that I think th- this is, to me, sh- I think ad the value of ads are ju- is, just way, is just way overblown, well, you yeah. know? I I just think it's it's abs- it's absurd that for twenty five billion dollars, like you could probably go. I mean, that's prob that's more than some comp like some country's entire GDP. Yeah. And here we are saying that the the value of getting your fucking face in front of somebody in front of a big audience for ten seconds is worth that much money in our society right now. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, I I don't I don't believe that. I don't buy into that. Like. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that sentiment, too, because that's the first thing I thought when you brought it up, that, like, $25 billion is far too excessive for almost, like, anything, you know? <laughs> and especially, and I've been thinking about that a lot recently, too, about how much, like, an ad is really worth, you know? And I'm not in the <laughs> business world, you know? I'm not, you know, a, a marketing professional. Uh, but to <laughs> me, it's just, I've not... At least not like in a while felt like I've ever been like really like <laughs> turned on to something through an advertisement. In fact, like the whole stigma of ads is like annoyance. Yes. For the most part. And half the, the time when it's on like YouTube, like you said a second ago, every five seconds I just want to like fucking click past it anyway. Yeah. Purposely almost, mute this shit. Yeah. yeah. And then when it comes to something like Snapchat where it's, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but you said that there's like a discover list or whatever. And like it'll essentially like link you to some popular things that are going on. There's no way that if just those few things are adding up to give them the worth of $25 million, then whatever portion of that, that these companies or people are giving towards that $25 billion is worth whatever they're getting out of it. There's no way. Right. 
dude, there's like absolutely no way. But I mean, honestly, I don't really know. It just still to this point, like twenty five billion dollars. Yeah. Like, are you serious right now? So I, I mean, I think I have sort of a twofold, um, th- like uh, factors that I that I think are contributing to this over. I, I think it's overinflated too. So one of the things I think is similar to the payment of baseball players and CEOs, where you have you have companies that are getting uh, that are going public, like Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff, and th- they are getting in front of people in the like we like we've already prefaced like they're creating and adding to social capital and when you have the kinds of lifestyles that we're starting to trend towards where everyone is over encumbered and overstimulated and just getting a bit of somebody's time is highly valuable for people now and so like even like as a musician if i can just get three people to listen to me i'm like stoked because i'm like wow you actually took the time out of your day to go listen to my shit. So that's crazy. So when you have when you have a, a platform that's like widely used by millions and millions of people, that's incredibly valuable, and um, people are going to pay lots of money. But it's also like you know, like CEOs are, have overinflated salaries because you have a CEO that they want to have a good CEO, and that CEO will be bought out by another company at a better price unless you pay him a high amount. So there's this building effect where people are getting paid more and more and more for doing the same amount of work. And I think it's the same thing with uh, a lot of these tech companies as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. Like uh, everything I'm about to like, all, all of my thoughts and feelings on these issues are exactly that just thoughts and feelings. I don't know a whole lot, but I look at, I look at, places like San Francisco and even Austin now where like rent is just exploding upwards because tech companies move in and they're, you know, we're fucking Uber for your dog and we're worth $10 billion. You know, I, I yeah, feel Duber. like all of I these, I feel like a lot of tech companies and, and, and what they offer is just high, like the value is just highly inflated and it's not actually there, you know, and, and even going back to like what makes, money like worth anything i really don't think there i don't think there is 25 billion dollars worth of value in the snapchat brand you know i just it i don't know that's just my my feelings yeah it it, it kind of reminds me of um where i think there's a game of thrones reference where they were talking about you know people only have power when People believe that the power exists or whatever. It's, it's something along those it's lines. Legitimacy. Yeah. It's like the only reason why anybody actually has power is because people believe that the power and that the structure is there. And so that's like, a very that's a very poignant thing to note. And that's something that we even talked about in my international relations classes is like how important legitimacy is in people's eyes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, it's, I think it's the same thing with a lot of these companies where, you know, the only reason why tech companies and Facebook and all this kind of stuff have such high market capitalizations is because people just believe that the value is there and they, and they give it, they give it that legitimacy boost and the pat on the ass. So all right. $25 billion pat on the ass. <laughs> that is a sexy is pat a on the ass. Great right pat on the ass. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's go ahead and end it there. We're going to crack on into halftime. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, 
If you want to follow the show once the mics have turned off, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Witty Banter Show. Also, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash witty banter podcast and help the show get discovered by leaving a review on iTunes. And finally, steer the conversation by sending a question to wittybantershow at gmail.com or suggest a beer for us to review by going to our website, wittybantershow.com. That's enough plugs. Let's get back to the show. So anticlimactic. <laughs> well, Chase started with such a long, hearty was, one. Yeah, that was indulgent. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't put the plug on that one, dude. <laughs> you couldn't stop it. Once the beeps were flowing, they just kept coming out. <laughs> All right, um, what, what do you guys think about this beer now? What beer? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we were, we were talking about it. It, yeah. it does not have very many characteristics of beer. We could say that much. It's super fruity. It's super kombucha-y. <laughs> it's super sweet. It's super acidic. Duper. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of different things, but it doesn't feel like a beer. Um, I guess if I, like... <laughs> I don't know. This is like a beer that I would give to somebody who doesn't really like beer, I guess. Yeah. Somebody that like be pretty into it. Naturally likes more flavored, fruity or yeah. lighter drinks. But there's things in this like just all that citrus, all of that sort of like yeah, like that that aidiness, like ginger aid kind mm-hmm. of feel to it. Yeah. It's all there, but there's just like not enough like warmth from a beer or anything in there that keeps it from not being overpowering like even when i like look at your beer right now like there's still so much like acidity to it (laughs) it's literally like speaking to you right now yeah and i get it it's supposed to be a kombucha ale for sure i i get it i get it you know i'm a cool guy dude like i you know i'm hip to the scene (laughs) but also like it's it's a kombucha ale and i'm not seeing the ale as much as i would have hoped (laughs) <laughs> it also is noted not only is it re- vegan and gluten free on the bottle it's also not a beer it's also raw <laughs> that's what I was saying <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you straight dude it says raw on it yeah, um, and I get you know a little hint of that ginger which I'm not against spritz um, yeah spritz is a great word <laughs> for this <laughs> this has lots of spritz I just woke up man yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, this, this seems like something that you would use to add to like, to clean a co- your windows. to like to add to like a cocktail or something. Yeah. Um, that'd be, this would be great in a cocktail and, 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 you know, it stands by itself. I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it's so not what we're used to when we're, when we're shooting. I mean, we have a natural tendency to shoot for more hearty ales and this is 8% alcohol by volume. Damn. Which I really don't. I don't you taste, don't that, taste at all. that at all. <laughs> like, dude, this will this will fuck you up. I mean, not no only idea. does it not taste that way, but it doesn't drink that way. It didn't feel that way at all. I, I mean, it, it's closer dude. to like what you said before. It's like a punch almost. Yeah, it's like a punchy flavor, and it's like a kombucha, dude. Like it's like it's exact. It tastes the exact same as a kombucha. So the fact that it's just like eight percent alcohol in there, yeah, that's crazy. The only thing that I disagree with on all of this advertising is hops. Plus hops. Yeah, dude. I don't taste I don't get any <laughs> hops. I don't, I don't taste literally no, a single very little bitterness. hop anywhere in there. So. I don't know. But that being said, um, it's definitely di- different and unique and interesting. 
You can't fault it for that. I agree. All right. You remember last week when I was like, hey, our emails are busted. Yeah. I wasn't lying. I fixed it. We have a treasure trove of questions to get through. No shit. I love treasure. So much to where we're literally just... What was the issue? I mean, yeah, what happened? Exactly? <laughs> Do we have yeah. some encrypted? Yeah, I forgot Gmail to check bullshit? them. It's okay. It's it's really it's a little complex. You guys ready? Yeah. yeah. They all went to the spam folder. Wow. <laughs> really? Oh, that's oh it, man. my Why? gosh! <laughs> Gmail doesn't trust you assholes and your fucking slimy email address instead of texting us. Right I don't know now. what happened because it used to all go into this one little category I had, but then like. I started rooting around in the spam folder. <laughs> rooting and tooting and... <laughs> Putting my nose in places oh, it didn't belong. Oh, there's a bunch of shit in here. <laughs> so we're really gambling here and just doing all the emails for this section. Yeah, yeah right? Of, you know, just saving yeah, yeah. them we're gonna, later we're, gonna, we're kicking out the segment and we're just focusing on questions. We're going right over to Nick's Mail Corner. It's, it's Mail Corner! Beep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and get started. Cool. First one comes from Ben Ebig. So he says, "What PlayStation VR game are you most excited to play, or what is your favorite that you have played?" Hmm. I'm gonna have to defer a little bit on the knowledge aspect of this because <laughs> I don't know a lot. I don't know, man. I is, can speculate. Is Thumper on PlayStation VR? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Thumper tight. looks fucking cool. That looks dude. pretty cool. <laughs> I could get behind Thumper. But Unless I'm, you get back into the, the rhythm game. You yeah, know? I was going to say, it's something that finally brings me back into the Guitar Hero days, you know? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Plus, you know, I think Thumper's a good answer. Another one that I would like to play, it's a demo, and it's been a demo that's been like at trade shows for a while, but everyone who plays it says it's awesome, and that's London Heist. And you basically like you shoot guns. You got you got shoot the movie guns controllers. in it. That's cool. You shoot guns. <laughs> when you reload, it makes you take your move controller and like bring it up to your other the hand magazine. and click the trigger. So it's like you're actually it's cool. <laughs> yeah. um, but like the it. other one I want to play is just uh, Super Hypercube. Yeah, that and one looks sick. that's Fish the game, right? develop the developer is Polytron, and or maybe they published it. And it's Phil Fish, the guy who did Fez. It's yeah. his newest game. Wow. And um, it just looks awesome. So I'm I love try. Phil Fish, man. That guy's so cool. Yeah. Uh, are there any others that you think would be a little slower pace? You think I would like? <laughs> Well, there's, the yeah, VR. there's a calculator app. That <laughs> it feels like I'm really holding a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. Yeah. No. no, I mean, I think there's a bunch of games that you'd be able to play. Because um, a lot of what's on VR right now is just like real. Oh, and if there's a Batman game. There's like a one hour Ooh, Batman yeah. game where you're a fucking Batman. So, yeah, so that okay. already sounds pretty dope. <laughs> so I'm there. What, uh, you guys have any like inclination to buy a VR of any type? No. None at all? Not currently. Not right now. Yeah. Really? I don't have, like, what expendable income I have, I'm not going to spend it on a frill like that right but now. But, yeah. dude, I don't know, man. Like, a lot of the people that I've heard that spend it on a VR have said that, like, it's really in it. Because I haven't ever actually used a VR. Have you guys? I've used it, yeah. I've only yeah. done a demo. Which VRs did you use? I did Oculus Rift. Is that this the only one? I haven't heard a whole lot about it. Is Oculus Rift out? Yeah, it's out. It's commercial, but I haven't heard a whole lot about it in the advertising space. Yeah, me neither. I've honestly thought about PlayStation They've VR had, and uh, Vive are like the two that I hear about. I've seen uh, like uh, ads 
on the mobile devices. <laughs> Sorry about that. That uh, that they have like new on my Snapchat. Like they have new hand things where it's like the controllers that you use. It's not yeah, just yeah, like a that's, little that's, thing. That's, that's actually that is Oculus. That's Oculus Touch. Yeah. Yeah. It looks interesting. But yeah. no, I haven't. I haven't seen much from him. So I've, I've seen a lot about, for the PlayStation one, though. Mm-hmm. They're really so Max, that you're one. saying people are getting pretty stoked on it. I don't know. I've listened to a few podcasts of people who like had don't necessarily have a whole lot of dispendable income, but they did have enough money to put into like the Vive, and they're like, dude, it's it really like none of them, at least that I've heard from, regret their decision yet. Over yeah. the past, I mean the Vive. Months. The Vive does room scale VR. Yeah, hmm. like which that, is pretty really fucking nuts. Kind of fucking I mean, I've I've seen. I, I I like to to use this example. There's this. It was like a. It was just a GIF on the internet, and it's this guy, and he's in a room, and it's all green screen. Like the entire room is green walled, right? And he's got the the Vive on, and he's got one controller in one hand, and he's he's got the Vive on. Right. Yes. So he's looking in whatever world he's looking at, but in the real world, they throw him the other controller, and he fucking just snatches it out of the air. And the second they do that, they put on what he's seeing onto the green screen, as if like him catching it was the moment where like it brings you into his world, also. Yeah. And like the fact that he could be in VR and be so in tune with what's happening that he can like just catch a. It was wild. Blew my shit. That sounds pretty fucking sick. And don't get me wrong, dude. Eight hundred dollars is a tough investment. As well, eight hundred dollars plus a comparable PC is a tough investment to get behind. But that I am very curious to try one out. Well, and and another thing is is like I kind of look at. I mean, going back to kind of a point that you made earlier, Chase, where you you really do sort of isolate your experience to yourself. And so if you have somebody else in the room, you know, say if I have Mandy over and like what I could imagine myself, I don't like scary games, but I could totally see like even getting into like a scary game. But the only thing is, is like only I would be able to experience that. So like with maybe if there is like an ability for her and I to both be seeing this shit and be like walking around in a scary game. You're in luck. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be more helpful, you know? Yeah. PlayStation VR, um, it's on on the TV screen will show what you are seeing. Yeah. Oh, They okay. call it, like, the community screen or so, some bullshit. Hold on, like, just... <laughs> I sound really stupid. But a VR, like, when you buy it and you have the, <laughs> and you have the headset, is there other pieces? Oh, yeah. Yeah? So I is a headset know. like a controller? Like, could I play a game with three headsets? No. Well, yeah, no, yet? there's there's multiplayer VR games. Oh. Where everybody's like wearing room, headsets. Like all like couch co-op. Yeah, but you really only see them at like conventions. Like they're not really they're more like proof of concepts, but they exist. Okay. Because I think once that becomes more like tangible, yeah. then I could definitely get behind that like <coughs> Sorry. Cough it up. I could definitely get behind that. I think that'd be sick. Because honestly, like, think about that gaming experience when you have Mandy with the fucking yeah in a scary mo- in a scary movie with you yeah, and you just like leave her locked in a room somewhere. She gets killed <laughs> by the monster. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and even fun stuff like, could you imagine growing up playing Mario Party in VR? <sighs> yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking sick. <laughs> that would be sick. 
That would be dope. That would be fucking terrifying, actually. Yeah, Mario Party? <laughs> be in this crazy, like, balls. cartoony, surreal ass land freaking where everyone's bouncing around. Bowser running after your ass. Yeah, hexagon heat hammer levels smashing all the right colors. <laughs> Don't wonder, touch the pie. I, you know, I haven't heard anything. Speaking of that, I haven't heard anything at all about any sort of Nintendo view on VR. I'm guessing they're not they involved with that fuck. idea at all, right? No, they they're focused on the Nintendo Switch. And Which that's, is that's awesome that. enough. So. I haven't heard much about that. It's boy, oh dope. boy, you got some catching up to yeah, do, you man. Research well, you gotta, you're my reporter. You're my <laughs> journalist true. here, man. Yeah. Well, got, we got to catch up on it. Okay. Um, all right, this next one comes from Israel, and he writes, a.k.a. the better Ryu. Israel, get that's, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He knows it's all in good faith. Um, his question is, I would like to hear y'all's thoughts, and I'm going to have to catch you guys up on a little bit on his question. Um, I would like to hear y'all's thoughts on the current voice actor strike. I know Chase is, is a developer, so I'm curious to hear his, his thoughts about the arguments the devs are making against new contracts. We are all gamers, so I would like everybody's opinion when it comes to the treatment of, vo- of the voices behind our favorite characters. How will the quality of our games change if the top voice actors are no longer behind the mic? So, and I'm not even really up to speed on all the information, but essentially there is a union of voice actors um, that I think spreads across all entertainment, including video games. Hmm. And they're currently on strike against video game publishers, the big, like the major ones, like the the biggest publishers and the, the most prominent voice actors. And what they are essentially asking for are like a variety of different they have a variety of different demands. Like one of them is if a game sells over like X amount of copies, they get a bonus. Right. And cause they currently don't have that. That's something they're asking for. The other thing they're asking for are like fewer sessions. If the voice work is strenuous, uh, they want more, uh, heads up on if the voice part is strenuous at all. So they know what to prepare for. Also like voice actors, even if they're playing like a major, major role, they won't be told what that role is until like the game is out. So they don't even really know what they're acting for. And I'm trying to think now if there's any, any so, more I can remember. So basically um, just leaving them in the dark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the, okay. Another one I can recall is if there's a stunt court, if there's a, if there's stunts to be done in like a mocap suit, then they want a stunt coordinator to be there working with them as well. So it's a bunch of demands kind of about like one um, being paid properly when they are in a game that makes a ton of money. Right. Two kind of just like better conditions um, and like more like safety, I would imagine. And also like more transparency with their roles. And I think also they want better wages or something like that. Uh, so to Israel's question, what I th- what we think about the voice actor strike um, and if it will change the quality of our games, I will go ahead and lead real quick. I think with the strike, I think their 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 demands are uh, they th- there's nothing offensive about them, you know? Right. They seem understandable. And, yeah, they, they're understandable, and I know that they've I think they've even worked with some of these publishers, and and they've denied what the publishers have have brought to them um so there's been some back and forth there which is good it's good that there's communication ultimately i i think it's it's fine for these people to want a little bigger piece of the pie though i will say um i do tend to think that the voices aren't as important as a lot of other people i'm usually in the minority in saying that 
it's not the characters and the story of a game that are the, of the utmost importance. And I can't really even recall a game where the voice acting is what made a difference for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that's not true. I just can't think of one right now. Right. You know? So that's kind of how I would answer his question about the quality of our games. Um, you know, if, if they didn't get their demands, if anything, maybe that opens up the door for different people to get a shot. But I do think the people who are at the top of the chain right now in voice acting are there for a reason and are super good and super talented. And I don't want to see them go away. You right. Know? Yeah. I think that everything that you said seems pretty reasonable. Um, except for I'm not really sure how like the acting scene works. But if you're like an actor and in your major motion picture is super successful, are you then paid a bonus on top of that? Like, I would think I'd imagine it would be that like it's a just royalty or some sort of something. And I, I would think that it's probably contract by contract. It's probably not a cut and dry thing for yeah. every actor, every movie, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe it would be – maybe that should stay that way in that sense. Like maybe you should – implement something more like that like uh you know like on the contract if you're gonna do voice acting for a call of duty then maybe they'll give you like this large sum because you know it's gonna sell you know a lot right Mm -hmm. so we'll pay you more obviously because we're gonna get more money from it but you know we're not gonna like give you more benefits if we sell like even more than that you know right because i think that that's not excessive but a little bit over the top. Like I would understand being feeling bitter if you were like a part of this like huge indie game and you were like the voice actor to the main character of this indie game that just blew up, right? And you mm. were paid like whatever, 2000 bucks or whatever to be on it. Yeah. But the game, you know, made $10 million. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> obviously you could feel a little butthurt about that. But <laughs> I just don't know. Like... I mean, voice acting is super important, and I am a big fan of anime, and I'm a big fan yep. of, like, you know, I have, I have my favorite voice actors and stuff like that, and I know that they sort of go from games to anime and, like, all over the place, and I've seen a lot of my favorite voices, and I can recognize them now, and I would hate to see them go. But at the same time, I don't want to put so much focus on the voice actors to where you start taking away from some of these other crucial elements of video games, which is, like producers and developers and stuff like that people who literally like work their fucking dicks off yeah and people who i know that i like work their fucking asses off yeah like literally like they work 18 hour shifts you know like they're at the place and to say that you're gonna get because you have more notoriety because people hear your voice or something seems a little bit unfair right to me so but i do understand being compensated for your talent but i'm not sure really sure if i'm necessarily like sold on it i don't think that i would be (coughs) <coughs> as devastated that my favorite voice actor stopped doing um, like roles in video games as much as I would my favorite developer to stop, you know? Yeah. So, right. And also I'm, I'm always in the mood for more voice acting talent. And I'd like the doors to be as open as possible. I'd like that to be something I could get into one day yeah. like somebody else. You know what I mean? Like that would be awesome. I've thought of it. So I'd like for it to be very accessible for me. So. Yeah. I don't know. That's my thoughts. So, uh, I guess my thought is that uh, we it's it's incredibly circumstantial. I think if you if somebody's role in the game is incredibly uh, important in why the game excelled or why the show excelled, for instance, the the work with Dragon Ball Z, you know, where like 
the work that they do is highly correlated with why it was so widely accepted in America. And so if you just were to up and change and try and shift that, it would take away from a lot of the, the experience that the fans have with it. Um, but I don't know. I guess I, I just think it's interesting because it's sort of like a an inverse um, of how like the writer strike was. I can't remember when that took place, but it's like the writers seemed like they were more of like the genesis of creative uh, thought, and they were the ones that were coming up with all these ideas and not getting credit for it. Whereas you know all the performers were getting credit for like the lines and all this stuff. But then now it's almost like the inverse, where the people that are uh, doing the the performance aspects of it are getting are feeling like they're not being considered uh, because they're they're hiding behind or they're they're being hidden and, and kept in the dark behind uh, a lot of the other aspects of yeah. what goes into creating the game. That sort of stuff is bullshit though. Like not telling you what role you have. That's obviously shady. Well, that's you should obviously if you want to make point. a good fucking game and have a good uh, performance as a voice actor, why why wouldn't you fucking tell the person? You know, like well, I don't get uh, yeah, that. Reason. There's there's literally examples of people being like doing a role, and then a year later they're like, oh shit, I was Batman. <laughs> How yeah. do you not know? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. That's the, man. That's the developer's fault. But that uh, no, I mean, that's obvious that they're trying to exploit the voice actors in that point. Yeah, because they don't want a voice actor to know that you're the main character in my fucking game, or you're the main <laughs> character of Batman in my game. So there's obviously yeah, a lot of so money. Yeah, so we don't have to pay you as much because so you're, you don't up. know. That is super fucked up. Yeah, but I other agree. Than that, stupid. Other parts, I don't know. So, all right, this next question comes from Max Keller. What up? up? And he says, I really just have one very simple f- question for you so-called DBZ experts. <laughs> oh, right? So right into the segue. <laughs> he says, how on earth are you going to have a conversation about the best Dragon Ball Z villain and not mention the Ginyu Force? <sighs> Look. I think that was, I mean, afterwards. He says, yeah, oh, he says, just kidding. The answer is clearly the androids. Kudos to Max for getting the question correct. <laughs> but I do, literally the next day, or maybe it was even like Ben or somebody mentioned that we didn't. Uh, someone someone said Zarbon on Twitter. They're like, "Did mm-hmm. you guys talk about Zarbon?" I was like, "Fuck, we didn't talk about like any of those." We didn't dudes. talk about any of the Namek people. Well, we talked about it too because like Jace and Birder were too big. Birder and Jace were too big fucking yes. uh, like villains to us. You know, we all thought that they were like these really fun, cool characters. I love Jace. I think he's a great character. Like- Jace is hysterical. Yeah. Jace I like is how Birder and Jace are bros and they tag yeah. team. <laughs> like, yeah, they just, yeah. It was super sick. And Raccoon? Raccoon, full what power. What a freaking great character. Full yeah. power. So, full power. A million apologies <laughs> for not bringing up the Ginyu. But I mean, they're not going to be considered among the greatest villains. Well, when you think about... I mean, it all just goes back Frieza to what I was Frieza didn't come into the conversation. I thought Chase would say Frieza for I sure. Yeah, I honestly thought I that, was, that would... I, th- I admit, I can't believe I didn't mention Frieza either. Because Frieza was one of my favorite, like, is my second favorite villain. Yeah. I hate Frieza, but... I think Frieza, lo- final form, looks the oh, coolest. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I love all the Hands stories up. behind Frieza, too. Like, his, his character design in this final form was, like, how... Whoever designed the character themselves like imagined monsters when he was like a baby or something. Yeah, it was, it was just something really like tight. Yeah, <laughs> so and, well, like, and plus like, cool. <laughs> Frieza drove so much of the backline plot of the show. Where like he's the reason why Goku and the Saiyans are like out scavenging planets That's and true. shit. You know, and like he is a huge 
He's like the uh, little finger of DBZ where like he's putting all this shit in motion and then you finally realize like, oh wait, like, you know, he, he's a yeah, big Frieza has his tendrils in the story basically from the beginning of DBZ all the way up until in an, and after Trunks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, I know. It's like everything else after that seems kind of like luck, you know? It's like kind of a clean slate after Frieza. Yeah, well, everything else is just so like, oh, then this guy came, you know, and like, that's, you know, I can get behind that because I have suspension of disbelief, right? But, (laughs) you know, everything did kind of fit together before that. And I will say that the Namek saga is like one of the most underrated sagas of all time. That was like back when Vegeta was like still fucking raw, Mm -hmm. but he was like loose yeah. And he was able to do all of his, like, <laughs> raw Vegeta shit. Well, he still had, uh, did he still have Ocean Dub voice? Well, I mean, he did, like, in Toonami, he did. Okay. Toonami didn't change that's, from Ocean Dub okay. to Funimation until uh, That's how you and I half. would think of him, though. Ocean yeah, that's Dub exactly is how Namek Vegeta. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would okay. still put Ocean Dub is still the way to watch Namek Saga. So Max has a few other things. Um, going back when we were talking about SpaceX fueling their rockets on the platform, he has a re- he can actually tell us why. He says the reason SpaceX wants to deviate from this procedure is that they want to use a different propellant that is super cold. As this super cold propellant warms, it becomes less dense, and the stoichiometry of the ignition in the engine is. gets out of whack. Stoichiometry, I think. Stoichiometry, nice. Um, and basically. You don't want you don't want it to blow up, you know. I think with them, I can imagine with them that. in there. I think I speculated that. Go back and fact check me, listeners. I thought I said maybe it's like super cooled, and they don't yeah. want it to be in the rocket that long before it warms up. But it's fucking clutch, dude. Okay. Yeah. But thank you for clearing that up for us because we literally had no. We was entirely speculation. It's nice to have somebody in the rocket scene, you know. <laughs> he says, "I can't wait for you guys." I can't wait for you guys to come down to Johnson Space Center. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about, but I'd also like to possibly do a review with the whole group of the movie Primer by oh, Sean that would Kara. Be sick. So yeah, what is this about? That. What is this? Primer. I haven't seen it, but I hear a lot about it, and it's supposed to be an excellent movie about time travel. <laughs> about awesome. time travel. Yes. Oh, well, and I'm very down to. I will watch that this week just to make sure, just in case we do it. So. Yeah, um, let's do it. And then last, lastly, he adds that one of the most important events in the world is happening. Two people are facing off head to head for their legacies with stakes that couldn't be raised any higher. And he's talking about game one of the World Chess Championships. <laughs> and he he geeks out a little bit. He says, "I follow professional chess." And so he asks, "What is your guilty pleasure slash closet obsession?" Good one to end out his question. I think we have, we've brought up guilty pleasures, but I think we were specific. We said, what's your guilty pleasure? Pop artist, what's your guilty uh-huh. pleasure? Uh, like food or something. Um, I remember saying, uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> prosciutto was one of mine, and now I kind of regret it because it was a stupid answer. Uh, but it was another, <laughs> it was another, another LaGrange. Um, prosciutto. So... Um, Guilty pleasure <laughs> activities? What is or guilty pleasure like closet? Yeah, closet anything. obsessions. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I gotta throw Magic the Gathering in there. That seems pretty obvious. It, it should be, but we have I haven't gotten to bring it out and bust it out in a while. Um, but it's always fun to to like come across <laughs> another Planeswalker. Well, we. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we're getting to like a strange point in our lives where we're growing up and like caring a little less about what people think about us, which mm-hmm. is very strange. Uh, <laughs> and now we have money to actually do the things yeah, that, we care that we've about. always loved, you know? So no shame. So, I mean, it's kind of tricky to say what my guilty pleasures are because it's not like any of them would be like news to the the show or to you guys or to anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just are who we are. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're just, we give it all to you, you know? <laughs> So, I mean, chess, I don't, it's like almost like a more of a guilty pleasure of mine because I am a person who is like fairly open with loving anime or loving like Street Fighter and like video games like that. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of a guilty pleasure to say that I really love college basketball because <laughs> people, oh, okay. no. people don't expect that at all. Okay. But I love college basketball. It's okay. the best. I love brackets. I love that form of gambling. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of like just trying to fill out a whole bracket and just watching everything unfold in front of you as just like gets my fucking ghiblies going, dude. I fucking love it. <laughs> so that's my most guilty pleasure of all. But honestly, I mean, Max, out of all the people here, would know that I love college basketball because <laughs> yeah. he's somebody that I share it with. Yeah, I think yeah. I think guilty pleasure would be anything that people might not expect of you if they met yeah. you. So that that counts. Yeah, I mean. I love uh, Formula One on, like, the sports side of things. You know, like, him mentioning that he follows chess. Like, I follow F1 here, and I have really never met anyone that's just been like, oh, yeah, me too, you know? Mm-hmm. It so, blows my mind how big that industry is, <laughs> but how few people talk about it or are interested in, in America. Yeah. Formula One, I mean. Yeah. Um, apart from that, like, I, I can't I'm, – I'm blanking. I'll, I will check – um, like gossip magazines uh, from like the movie industry. Sometimes <laughs> that's probably something that's a little like unexpected. You know, like sometimes I'll just be like, "All right, what what bullshit's out there yeah. right now?" Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> what, what is just or, or like reading cracked or something like that. You know, yeah, like yeah. going or or being on like a some sort of subreddit that's just like pure bullshit fodder. But I just sit there for like four hours looking at it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will also throw in. Uh, aside from like video games like The Witcher and or even the Magic the Gathering, not a video game, but it's a game. I also would say it's not. I don't know if it's guilty pleasure, but it might not be expected. Love puppy videos. Love, what uh, is a love little puppy cute video? animal videos. Like that's how I start my day. Like I, I I'll go <laughs> head on that's, over that's to super Nick's. Sweet. I'll go head on over to Nick's, Nick's puppy corner. Yeah, uh, Facebook is essentially all, the only place you need to be. For it's that. super great, and uh, I don't know. It that just makes me happy and like gives me a false sense of satisfaction in that the world is a good place. <laughs> <laughs> and then you leave for work and you're like, never Fuck. mind. <laughs> that dissipated. Well, whoops, that is that true? But, you got uh, fucking morose. <laughs> <laughs> Eeyore um, over here, man, but fuck. Okay. Fucking All right. top 10 lists is another one that I fucking hate that I'm so into. <laughs> but like a list of ranking of things that a I'm listicle. familiar with. Yeah, if anybody's like top 10, you know, fucking anime super moves. And it's like, God, <laughs> Gotta damn read it. it. <laughs> I have to leave for school, but this is a 10-minute video, and I have to figure out if it syncs up with me. I understand. All right, this next question comes from Tanner, your friendly neighborhood forger at Batisil. He says, salutations, I recently had an encounter with a persistent asshole that has brought me to the boiling point on several encounters. And there are some choice words I'd love to say, but I don't want to drop to his level of douchebaggery. So I bring you this fun question. Do you have that one person you absolutely cannot stand? And if you do, what what is one of your favorite insults you would love to say to them? 
One of the best insults I've heard was, you're a waste of a good orgasm. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you for consistent laughs and insights. P.S. Been spreading the word of witty banter and my friends love it. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank True you. fan. Thank you, Tanner. Yeah. Hello, Tanner's friends. Yeah. Uh, That's a hard question, man. I'm, I'm going to throw this man. one back to our old CEO. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> At Hubble Hudson. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to go that far, yeah. but I did not like this guy. Yeah. That's an understatement. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, like, I always kind of like, I would, I always bristle with authority if it's not earned. Like, if it's authority by title, I usually will end up, like, poking back somehow. Mm-hmm. And with this guy, I would poke pretty fucking hard. <laughs> And I remember specifically one semester when I got done taking my first like logic class and I was immediately like this know-it-all fucking douche of a, a guy who like loved to argue at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically one time Carrie like asking me to do something for like a specific series of re- reasons. And I listed all of those out in an argument and like brought it to him and showed him why his argument was like invalid. Mm-hmm. And like looking back on hindsight, like that was fucking stupid. Don't do that to your boss, you know? Like, yeah. that's not what he wants to... Like, just do the thing, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, he is your boss, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The guy was a fucking caveman. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that one, too, man. Like, And I will say, I still work at Hubble and Hudson, so there's, it's not the same manager or the same owner, so it's still a cool place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of insult I would think of. Maybe, like... I think, like, a... You know, an adjective like slimy or something might be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sleazeball. Greasy. So, so does it have to be somebody that you personally interact with? Is that, is that kind of what y'all are making of it? Because I have, I have people that inflame rage in me that I don't know. <laughs> so, um, like so how do you specifically, know? Specifically, how do I know? Yeah, so how do you know that they inflame such rage in you? Because I feel it. <laughs> There's a particular... I, I mean, I think she does this for a lot of people. This uh, Tommy Lauren chick who's, like, super right-wing, like, talks about all this, like... She just says a lot of stuff that's super inflammatory. It's just, like... I, I, I watched a couple of her videos, and um, I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, on a lot of stuff, I was like, I'm really trying to... <laughs> understand your perspective but i can't even watch more than like five minutes of some of her shit without just being like i hate you as a person (laughs) um but i mean i i honestly like i think most of the people that really make me upset or angry um like in my personal life, I usually distance myself from. So I just don't, I don't really, <laughs> and, and like most people that I work with are really prospe- professional. So I don't really have a whole lot of problems there. So it's usually like people that I don't even know that piss me off more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I've been like really eager to like run into an asshole lately. I feel like, I just feel like eager. nobody, you know what I mean? Like nobody's that much of like a dick to me. You know what I mean? I, I have people that like making fun of me cause they know they can. I don't know. I guess people don't. All your closest friends? (laughs) Well, y'all, I mean, it used to be way worse. But, like, okay, so, for instance, uh, I had put a little few remarks in response to this election that we put out there. And this person, (laughs) this this person who we went to high school with, um, 
his response to like everything that I or somebody that is probably a little more liberally minded has just been an American flag symbol. And that just makes me so mad because it's the most like childish thing in the world. And well, like what, every what, single thing that I could think to say to him, I'm like, yeah, that just yeah. lets him win. He yeah. just wins every time. And that makes the me so mad. The fact that you even want to say, you know, like, yeah. Oh, <sighs> my God. It's unfortunately what he wants. Yes. Yeah. But then me being silent, he wins too. So no matter what, his, his American <laughs> it's flag the ultimate symbol response. always wins. The American flag is always the right response. I think there's a trump card here. Oh, you could you could just unfriend him. Yeah, but then I feel like I'm I feel weak. like he still wins. Yeah, <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> then I feel weak because I couldn't handle it. You know. It's, yeah. So is there like a burning flag you can send back? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I think any response just gives him fuel. You know, and I I don't want to give him shit. So I, I think silence is probably the best path. So that's why I chose. <laughs> there you go, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> This next question, um, this actually comes from TD, who helped um, spark the conversation about Carbach that we had last week or so. Cool. And he wanted to tell the audience about an app called Craft Check. <laughs> and with this app, you can scan a barcode of a beer, and it will tell you if it's craft, which is, in their eyes, independently, independently, oh my God, independently owned or not, if it's owned by a big corporation. Um, and then he kind of asked about how we feel about the um, what what is craft beer and what is not, which we kind of went over um, last episode. But the the app is a good little thing to to kind of guess with, you know. I almost don't like how, like I almost don't like that though. I don't know. My initial response to that is that's really snooty. Yeah, because it's like I feel like in theory you should be able to blind like every can should be in a every beer should be in a blank can and you should taste things. And, and like if you it like it or good. not, yeah, you yeah. that's your that's your authentic, that is your authentic taste, right? You know what I mean. So to for me to be like, you know, oh, this looks good. Hold on, <laughs> let me craft check it, and then like yeah. check it, and then be like, nah, never mind. This yeah. is not independently owned. Like I'm not sure if I can get behind it. I do understand the sentiment with Carbach and everything. Like obviously that was a big, you know, like a, a something that's gonna leave a bad taste in your mouth, like through publicity right yeah and hopefully nothing bad happens to the brand because of that but also i think it will <laughs> if it's still you know if it's still a good beer then it's a good beer it's a good beer know? yeah so. and 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 two i mean i think you made a great um analogy with it's the same exact thing as indie music where it's this vague amorphous uh subjective label that you're putting on something and maybe like maybe you can uh verifiably assert whether this thing is independently owned in fact or owned by you know some corporate uh, suits or whatever but that doesn't make it like a lot of people think that the process is what makes something craft or not or um even just like how it how how the um the beer and how the uh culture behind what the brewery is about like that's what makes it craft um and so to to, to i think labeling is just a it's a big fucking label we're so dude. we're so like, dude, driven like yourself, by labels man, man. and fucking uh, just a bunch of dust floating through the ocean right now sorry man Brother, like, the kombucha is coming in strong right now <laughs> kombucha's heating up uh, we, i don't even want to label it kombucha um but 
It, I, I really do. I, my, my initial response is that's really snooty. And if that's going to be your guide to where you're going to allow yourself to drink something or not because it says yes or no to this arbitrary label, like that's kind of fucking dumb in my opinion. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> TD, what say you, huh? Uh, I mean, and I'm not... <laughs> Yeah, TV. I don't want to invalidate people that want to use Hunter that. Hunter says but what you like is Hunter stupid. Hunter says so fuck you. you. <laughs> well, was TD bringing it as though? Can we make that hey, the title of the episode. Cool is that how he was bringing it? Because I, I, I mean, no, I'm not trying, trying to shit on it. To our knowledge, he wanted our opinion. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't want to shit on people. Which you opinion. shoved down his yeah. throat. <laughs> uh, his, yeah, our opinion on his new favorite app, which you said sucked dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Another question from the man, Ben Ebig. There we go. Two says, I'm one. interested to know, who was your favorite superhero? I know this is a difficult question, so you may choose more than one if you wish. Hmm. It's a good one. It's been a I mean, while since we've gotten simple. on the superhero I like train. that we're simplifying them a little bit, because sometimes I'm just not ready for these hyper-specific questions. These, yeah. these hyperbolic, <laughs> do you believe in God <laughs> yeah, questions. Uh, uh, yes or no, it. yes or no, that's <laughs> it, yes or we no. We love to chew on the fat, Max K, <laughs> but you got to mix it up sometimes. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a fucking call next year to the witty banter crew, the banter nation. Mm-hmm. That we need we need some lighthearted, funny, like lewd and crude questions and shit too. Okay, you know, yeah. there's a whole other side out there that we haven't even gotten. <laughs> you don't know how lewd and crude I am, and you're not, yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean, I gotcha. I'm a lewd and crude boy. <laughs> you wouldn't know from the questions though. So what the hell? Okay, growing up, my favorite superhero was Spider Man. Yeah. He was the only com- he was one of the only comics I actually owned. I really liked the movie and I really liked Venom, the villain. That was I really what I was cool. all about. But in today's time, knowing what I know now, my favorite superhero is Rorschach from The Watchmen. It's a solid solid answer. The, and and that's been that way for what a bit? Like Since you read Watchmen, right? Well, I read it again and it just like reinforced it. And I was reading it at a time when I was just getting done with some like some upper level philosophy classes and also reading a novel that was very philosophic also. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw a lot of what my own philosophy was reflected in Rorschach. And there's like a couple lines with his like he's got that black and white mask that changes, mm-hmm. you know, and he says something along the line. I'm going to paraphrase like. The lines are always changing, but they're never blurred. You know, like yeah. all, all of this very, it, it all kind of went yeah, with what I was deep, into yeah. at the time. No, mm-hmm. yeah, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you're so fucking deep, dude. What? <laughs> so, yeah, Rorschach. I also like uh, Dr. Manhattan. I think Dr. Manhattan's fucking dope, too. So, so you like the Watchmen? Yeah, Double Watchmen. Double Watchmen. Sandwich Smacker. Yeah. <laughs> right in your mouth like that. Sandwich Smacker. <laughs> um. Uh, fucking smacker. Uh, growing up, I also liked Spider-Man a lot. I think his villains were super dope. But I also have a soft spot for Gambit a lot. Gambit was like always my favorite character in the X-Men mm-hmm. because I watched the X-Men cartoon a lot growing up. I wasn't super into comics in my youth. But I love playing cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do love Gambit. Yeah, and I love Cajun people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I always thought that Gambit kind of had that, like, you know, rogue style about him. You know, he was always the wild card of the gang. He was always the, you know, like, 
And he had such a cool, ambiguous power that I liked a lot. Like, he could charge things with kinetic energy, and then they would explode, which makes no sense mm-hmm. scientifically yeah. by any means. Uh, <laughs> but I always thought that that was really cool, and it was a really sick gimmick. And he was just always really cool just like and suave. So. Went to the beat of his own drum, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just Kind of like the androids, you know? Not going to have no suits. <laughs> yeah, he cut, wasn't a suit out of his Cutting his pages out. <laughs> no <laughs> suits. Nope, none of that, man. He was his own man. Uh, I guess I have I have trouble because I feel like when I think of superheroes, that my natural inclination to think either is is just either like DC or Marvel. Like that's kind of almost just what I bound myself to. But then like you could think of like anyone in an anime that's like a hero could be a superhero. You know, like I mean, I chose not to think that because that's where like my most of my yeah, because like, like, that's where most of my heroes lie. I think if I if I was gonna go like all heroes, including anime, I think Karama is from <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho is probably my favorite, most interesting character. He's a hero, but he's not a superhero. He has supernatural powers, <laughs> and by and by default, I think that makes you a superhero. I guess. But if I'm gonna if I'm gonna stick to my natural inclination of of the of the realm between Marvel and DC, um, and I think it does have a lot to do because I didn't really care about it growing up as much, but um, the cinematic portrayal um, with Christopher Nolan, uh, I I like Batman. I think Batman is a fucking kick ass hero because. Because he's a superhero without superpowers, you know? And that's, that's like, the, one of the most attractive things is... Well, actually, his brain is hyper-intelligent, <laughs> and it's sort of like... And his power. wallet is I never is really super got deep. that, man, because from the comics that I have read, I've heard the same thing about Superman, and I've also heard the same thing about The Flash. What? What, that they're hyper-intelligent? Well, they're hi- well The Flash and Superman move at hyper-speeds, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for your brain to react that fast... You have to be. You have to be hyper intelligent, and you have to be hyper reactive. That's not how that works at all. (laughs) That's exactly how that works. Well, if you go, just doesn't dictate your subconscious twitch reactions. I don't think so. So you're saying that he's just like dodging things on impulse, and he's not really in that speed. No, that's not how the flash works. That's not how the speed force works. When someone throws a baseball at your head, you don't think about I'm going to dodge this thing. You fucking move. No. Okay. Well, then let's say somebody no. says, "Here's says here's a complex <laughs> math problem. First person to solve it wins." Okay. Yeah, that's completely different. No, it's not because he thinks that quickly. Speed. He thinks that fast. Well, this is what I'll say about that. That's ridiculous. That's not ridiculous. It, How is that ridiculous? It might be like a rapidity <laughs> of thought, like where he's a very rapid thinker because. His neurons are firing at a faster pace than maybe a normal person's because he can. I mean, if you can run that fast, then technically you can. Your time is passing slower than everybody else's. Right? Yeah. Like in theory. Like in. So you would seem to have a hypernatural sense of intellect, but that doesn't contribute to his depth of thought in any way necessarily. Like he he might not be able to solve more problems of, of math, like deeper, more complex problems because of that. Um, but. <laughs> a lot of butts in this. Going back to Batman. <laughs> Ran it in here. Batman is a mix of a fucking billionaire and a he's a he's a he's a businessman as well. He has super cool gadgets and he's a fucking ninja. <laughs> and he's a playboy. And he's a playboy. I love Batman. I do love Batman. And he doesn't have your your supernatural powers. I mean, he might be like super good at fighting and stronger than the average person, 
But I think what's really enticing about that story is that not only does Batman not need supernatural powers, but his villains don't need <laughs> supernatural powers either in order to have crazy shit happen and to drive like legitimate plot. So I don't know. I like that. That is cool. Yeah. Final question. Final one? Yeah, there's one more. None other than Dunter Horset. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the fact that Dunters never went to the spam folder. Yeah. <laughs> It's an inside job here. Yeah, it seems a little crazy. Dunter's been keeping it real, man. Hey, guys. What is your spirit animal? Get cranked, you wank banks. Dunter, I always clarify when I'm legally on drugs or sets. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an important clarification to make. Um, what animals. is our spirit animal? Another kind of lighthearted, little chewier one. I think everybody has their ideal animal. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I want mine to I'm be, like but I know what I probably Falcon. am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a Siberian tiger in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I heard in an fact, interesting... <laughs> go, go. I'm sorry. Let's just let's choose the other person's spirit animal. Okay, I think that's, that's, a, that's good. <laughs> like, so let's figure out what Honors is, what Chase's is, and what mine is. I think is. this is going to go badly for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right y'all, are gonna, y'all are just gonna team up and be like, well, Ch- well, Max is clearly a golden eagle. Yeah, that's cool. And, that's cool. and Chase is a fucking a silverback gorilla, and Hunter's a fucking donkey. <laughs> Donkey's pretty good. Oh man! All right, so <laughs> this is kind of hard. I I, Hunter, I I laid out a platform, Hunter's, so I think y'all should y'all should yeah, decide yeah. on Hunter's mine. Got a go- Hunter's got a goofiness to him it that I want to encapsulate. Okay. But he's also and like got a mysterious intelligence about him. Yeah, he could probably react to things really quickly. <laughs> oh my god! I, we didn't talk about this outside of the show. That's ridiculous. Getting salty on it's flash. Ridiculous that you don't understand that. Okay. I have just an inclination to say giraffe. <laughs> a giraffe. <laughs> wow. The way giraffes would not have been what I thought. Whip their fucking heads around <laughs> to slap each other. And shit is just hysterical to me. They got those big, long, goofy fucking tongues that are just. I do have a place. long tongue and a fairly long neck. I will say that. Hunter can lick his elbow. He can lick know? his elbow. I don't so. think I don't think giraffes can do that. But there you go. So, would you go Max, with that, what or what would your be, uh, inclination um, be? Giraffe. Oh man. Look at me, like in the eyes, in the dead of my eyes. I'm looking in the dead of your <laughs> eyes, bro. Give it, shoot it straight. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is fucking hard. I feel like we this set ourselves up. Kind of difficult. Tricky. Yeah. Yeah. This is your idea, dude. I know, it was my idea. I, I mean, it's a good idea. Giraffe is a good, is a good. Yeah, okay. I, okay. I can accept giraffe. I'll give you giraffe. I think That's what cool. we should do is we should each, we should each say and then say what you think yours is. Okay. So how far off were we? Um, off. off. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see giraffe. I mean, I don't really know much about giraffes other than that they're vegetarians and they're super fucking tall and that they, I, I, that's literally all I know. They got long tongues and necks. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought I was more of like either, I, I, I kind of saw myself as like a primate a little bit, like. Like a goofy orangutan or something. <laughs> Honestly, or like, orangutan is pretty good. A lemur? 
Uh, yeah, or a lemur. I even sometimes, I always imagine myself being a deer sometimes growing up. Like caught in the headlights. Like a buck, you know? But There's nothing going on up there. But I'll take giraffe. Fuck it. Let's go with giraffe. Giraffe is pretty good. All right, let's move it on. Let's bring it around the horn. Beep. To Chase. Now we got to think about what Chase is, you know? He's got a very hyperactive mind. <laughs> you know, he's very short. <laughs> he's, he's very, very stout. Short. He's a short, stout um, man. <laughs> he's a thumb. <laughs> yeah, well, thumb. I was thinking that was Chase my base. Chase the Thumb is a really good name, though. I think you should consider that. Thumb Chase. Thumb Chase. <laughs> um, Cheese Chase. You got to think of something that's like hyper, hyper organized, you know? Really? Okay. Hyper, or just like hyperactively thinking. Like I, the first things I think of are like hyena, you know, like always, mm. always hyperactive, like never slowing down for anything. Like Chase doesn't really like to chill. <laughs> He's not a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he won't lighten the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Or maybe be get like. So I'm thinking like in the marine like like lifestyle. I'm, like I'm going more marine. <laughs> um, like a whale. I feel like Chase is definitely a whale at some point. <laughs> Why? <laughs> 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 you just got like that overall like round roundness. <laughs> you're like this, uh, you're like a tube <laughs> with flippers. But, you know, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll call you Octopus Chase. Octopus is cool. I know he want he wanted he to be wants called octopus, octopus, which Dude. makes it hurt. Yeah, that's it. that's the ringer. So man. I'll gift you. I'll give him Octopus. One. I think Octopus is sick. Yeah, he's smart. He's he's got some uh, some hidden tricks up his sleeve. He's a little goofy. I like he's a I like Octopi as well because the ones that can like change their skin, you know, they can like. They can adapt to anywhere they're they're placed. They're resilient. Like as they're they don't really know who they are. Exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Chase? You can't say octopus. Oh, well, that was my answer. Ah. Was it really? Yeah. Damn. Nice. Well, we nailed it. I guess we nailed it. Nice. And on to the maxi max. Down to the max. See, I think Max is more of a giraffe than I am. Yeah, I would have taken giraffe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's got it's all, but he's just got the height. Like the, I think you've got the giraffe personality. You know, <laughs> what the fuck personality is a giraffe? Like, okay, I'll take it. Still, we got it. We got to think about Max though. Look at me Max is <laughs> kind of a he's like a loner. Mm-hmm. He's sultry. Sultry. He one. likes. He, he's cool. You, so we got to think. You of, never quite know think, what's going on up there. You know, what's that? You never quite know what's going on up there. <laughs> yeah. Never got them figured out. So, uh, let's see. It's kind of tricky. <laughs> There's, of course, the easy lone wolf thing, but I feel like we can't go there. Why? Lone wolf. Hmm. Max, Max wants to be a wolf as well. <laughs> Why? Why can't I be wolf? <laughs> I'm definitely not ferocious enough to be a wolf. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm like a house trainer. You're more of a feline than a, a dog. Okay, like a kitty. <laughs> See, I'm thinking more of like an what ostrich. Like a mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> what, a fucking ostrich? <laughs> ostrich? I feel like we're getting way off track. Ass, mean as shit. <laughs> I feel like we need to really steer back into the right. 
<laughs> you can't you can't affect it, man. I'm a giraffe. Yeah. I feel like he could be a, like a pan, like a puffin. A puffin would be awesome. What is a puffin again? It's kind of looks like a like a penguin, but it can actually fly. Hmm. Okay. It's the same thing, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or it'd be like a like a like a red panda. Dude, mine was red panda. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to sway your vote, but mine was Red Panda. We can go with Red Panda. I'm kind of blanking, and pandas are kind of mysterious. I don't know a whole lot about pandas. Ran- yeah, that's what I was kind of <laughs> thinking. Really it was like, do. they just kind of chill. They chew on their Unless shit. Unless you just, like, really push them to do something. And then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> then you're fucked. Then they won't do it. They just, you're fucked. They got a certain sense of style among bears. Yeah, they do. They're a little bit cooler than bears. Yeah. A little bit more interesting than just your standard panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll take panda. Red panda. Red panda? I'll take that. I don't know what a red panda is. I've never heard of the red variation of panda. Kind of looks like a squirrel crossed with a fox. Oh, so it's smaller. Yeah, a little bit. Smaller than your average panda. And it's got a big old tail. It's an adorable animal. It's I would have loved to have been called a fox. I would have fucking <laughs> loved that. I know you would have eaten that up. <laughs> But uh, Red Panda Max, okay. I just want to throw this out there because I thought of it right after we all did yours, but I definitely see you as a koala bear. Oh. That's exactly how I see, see it. See, I wouldn't do cool. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Never I would rather I had koala I'm there. thinking about the Can normal change state to of koala, koala, and I'm, I'm getting there. Koala, octopus, and red panda is a pretty good trifecta of people. Okay, I'll take it. It's, it's a good. little gaggle. Yeah. It's a fucking nursery rhyme waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, we need to write a story around this. It's going to make it. It's going to happen. That has been all of the questions. Thank you guys so much for sending all those in. This was fucking an epic night of question answering. Keep those questions coming. They are the lifeblood of the show. And once again, appreciate you guys a thousand times for sending all your little inquisitions in. Time to put some numbers on the beer, boys. Okay. I don't... Is the beer worse than having to say the word kombucha? (laughs) (laughs) No, No. (laughs) it's not that bad. I don't like saying it because I feel like I'm always close to saying it wrong. Yeah. Um, Dude, it's like the first sip that I took, I just I knew that it would be something that wouldn't last. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. It just has too much like poignancy too fucking like fruity, citrusy. And just not enough hop. Nothing that brings it down to... It's like all the stuff that you would add to your beer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In subtle flavors. Spritz. But instead, there's no spritz. <laughs> it's just all big sprots of flavor. It's a splop. Yeah, splop and man. a sprot. Uh, I'm not like... I'm not ever going to buy this again. Um, <laughs> to put it bluntly. That being said, I am sick and it does make me feel better. Like the ginger and kombucha are really great. But you know what would also have done that? A ginger kombucha. <laughs> so, uh, as a beer goes, yeah, like as a kombucha goes, as a kombucha that gets you drunk, 10 out of 10. As a beer goes, I'm going to hit it with like a five. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, which is not like, it's not the worst thing in the world. It didn't like take away from my life, <laughs> you know, but. It certainly didn't add anything. <laughs> yeah, definitely didn't add much. Neutral. Yeah. So I would just say that, you know, it's, it's. It has like a biting tartness, um, you know, and it, it's 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 carbonated, not in again, like not in like a, a, a 
foam, like foamy, bubbly way, but it's just sprightly and citrusy. Um, I think that the sour tartness sticks around in your mouth and kind of gives you like a little bit of a smackiness after you after you wash it down. Um, I think that if you put this in front of me, uh, I would not guess that it's an ale. I wouldn't guess that it's a beer. Um, and it, it's, it's hard for me to, to judge it as a beer because of that fact. But um, I think that all of the aspects as far as like the process that they went through with like, it, it's an attractive looking drink. It is, uh, I, I like that it's, you know, unfiltered and oak barrel aged, all those sorts of things, open air fermented. I like a little bit of that. I'm getting more and more leaning more towards uh, being down with the tart, uh, sort of soury kind of beers. Um, but that being said, yeah, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't tickle my beer fancy very much. And uh, I applaud the effort, but I almost would just ask them to not call it a beer. <laughs> So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give it a six point five. I, I respect the effort. Um, I, you know, when I say seven, I usually say this is good. I wouldn't say that this is like a good beer, but I think it's a it's a it's a drink that people uh, would enjoy on like a sunny day outside, and they don't really dig beer, but they want to try something different and novelty, and this would be a good one to try. Word up, man. Well, that has been episode number 84 of Witty Banter. You can find us on iTunes by searching Witty Banter. You can click subscribe, and all of our episodes will show up in your download queue for free. If you don't have iTunes, that's okay, because you can go to wittybantershow.com to get our episodes there as well. And we are on a variety of other platforms. If you can't find us where you're trying to be, let us know, and we'll try to get there as soon as possible. But, Hunter, thank you for being on the show. Max, thank you for being on the show. (laughs) Thank you, you like for being panda. on the show, Chase. Thank you, Chase. Well, thank you, Mr. Thank you, Octopus. Thanks for having me. Mr. Fuck, you threw off my groove, man. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take it, take care. Beautiful people, beep.